everybody. Welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Lee. Mm, certainly not ready to do this. Take two. <laughs> no, that's fine. We can keep going. It's okay. Do we sound okay? Because you're the only one with headphones. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. This microphone's really... Every time I think we should be closer or whatever, this is mm. a really good microphone. Then we should stroke it, maybe. Yeah. Make no, it feel good. <laughs> oh, people would hear that, though. Yeah. Don't touch the microphone. Oh, okay. Don't touch it. It's okay to love the microphone. Just right. Don't, don't touch it. <laughs> Let the microphone touch you. <laughs> Ah, uh, good times. It's May for After Dark. We don't, we don't usually record at nighttime, but this is when our schedules got together. Uh, we're multitasking while the final screening of Moonlight is playing. This is the first time I've been on the show after bathing. Oh. Usually you get me up too early. <laughs> yeah. I bathe after the show. You'll hear it. You'll hear just it. Just like the Gatineau strippers. <laughs> we just lost our Gatineau <laughs> target audience. <laughs> Um, so our new schedule starts tomorrow, March 17th to 23rd. We chatted a bit about it last week because we had a head start on this one due to March break. I got to see Hidden Figures this week, so that's coming up. And then La La Land, Silence. Silence was kind of, I think maybe before it came out, people thought it was going to get a lot more awards than it did, or a lot more nominations. Well, yeah, the, the, the early buzz was fantastic. It yeah. played at all these festivals, like Logan, and it had the yeah. same overhyped <laughs> buzz about it. <laughs> You know, Silence is a Martin Scorsese movie. It's essential. Yeah. It's movie going. Yeah. Logan is the most overrated movie I've seen in, I don't know, five, six years. I can't think of something. It's why people love that movie so much. I don't know. Because it's rated R. Rated R. Yeah. There's a lot There's of boobies in it. A lot of hit stabs. And, and a lot of F words. See, I'm, I'm a, a comic book nerd, so I loved it. Yeah. But but I whenever I say that, I always admit that. I'm a comic book nerd, so I know more about the character. I know more going in. Yeah. So, so but everyone's saying it's like Dark Knight good, or it yeah. should be eligible for the Academy Award nomination. Like, yeah. What? It's, it's so early too. It's so mediocre <laughs> too. But I'm I'm in the rare minority where I didn't really like Dark Knight all that much. Oh really? I couldn't. I know it's a silly thing, but I couldn't the get Heath over Ledger his Heath Ledger movie. What's that? The Heath Ledger movie. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, his the, voice. The, I couldn't get over Batman's voice. I couldn't. Every time Batman opened his mouth, <laughs> I, just, I was like, okay. uh, there's moments I liked. I, I thought Heath Ledger was great. I think it's amazing to bring something new to, like, a at the time, like a 60-year-old character or however old the character yeah. is. I didn't understand the ending of Dark Knight. I don't understand why Batman had to run away. Like, Oh, I, I thought I, you meant because the prisoners were the good guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> that's Dark Rises, yeah. Dark Knight Rises, I was thought, was even more of a mess. I... This is not a very popular opinion. I know. I'm in the big way. It, 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 especially Dark Knight Rises where they, they went very real world. They wanted, as, you know, as much as a Batman movie can be real world. But I think the whole timeline is he's Batman for like, I don't know, seven years. And at the beginning of Dark Knight Rises, we just see this like tattered old with a cane Bruce Wayne who Alfred's oh. given up on him. And he's like, <laughs> like, like, this is sad. What's happening here? But I, I really love that plane sequence. At the end? No, at the beginning. Yeah, when they, the beginning. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Batman Begins, to me, is a, a miss. I mean, I I, yeah. I think it's a fine film. I think it's good. But, but it's Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises trumpet. Yeah. Um, well, you can't say that. <laughs> That's a different right. word now. It's a different kind of adjective. Joe's another <laughs> adjective. I, gotta, I will say, I want Batman to go away now for a decade. Yeah. And like, yeah, even yeah, Lego. Yeah. You got your Lego movie? Now just... <laughs> we Batman peaked with the to... Lego movie. And... <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I grew up with... It was only two films, but I grew up Michael Keaton Batman, which is so funny because I didn't even realize it till it was pointed out to me. But but those movies are way more almost 
if you if you're leaning towards or away from Adam West, those movies lean way more towards Adam West. You've got like penguin riding around oh, in a big yeah. thing and you've got like very very uh you know you got the prince music and it's more colorful i don't like any of those movies <laughs> it's interesting it's 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 i find especially the first one the, the prince music just i think people love prince and i oh, think yeah. he's a fine musician yes <laughs> anyway we're probably speaking too much about batman in this episode. <laughs> come see silence come see. yeah silence yeah okay let's go back Wait silence what yes. okay who's in silence kyle ren Spider-Man. Uh, oh, Qui- Qui-Gon Jinn and Spider-Man. Yeah. Liam Neeson. He was in the Dark Knight movies. There you go. And Qui-Gon Ichi Jinn, the Killer. Oh, before oh, yeah. Dark Knight, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's Qui-Gon Jinn. And, and Ichi the Killer. Ichi the Killer. Ichi is, the Killer. Ichi the Killer is the translator in it, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize him with, like, with all the semen on his face. What? what? <laughs> Ichi the Killer. Is... Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were talking about silence. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> you're talking about Christian No, you, you didn't recognize him with his tongue. Right, 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 right. Well, I, geez, I've seen... I love Ichi the Killer. But I don't know if I've seen that actor in another movie. Well, you yeah, have. You saw him in Silence. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the anytime a Scorsese movie comes out now, I always get a bit sad and think, "What would Roger Ebert think of it?" Right. Because Roger was such a Martin Scorsese super fan, really. Yeah. Like wrote mm-hmm. a whole book, and I don't know. Even when he didn't like a Scorsese movie, he was always like Color of Money kind. Was that what he did? He didn't like, like yeah. He didn't like, like Color. That's money. my favorite, personally. Not, I know it's not the best one, yeah. yeah. But it's personally my favorite because I, you know I was the right age. I was fourteen when I saw that movie in the theater. Yeah. I my dad sat me down, made me watch The Hustler. Right. And then, then I had to go see Color Money by myself. He didn't want to. He didn't want to come with me. So I and I loved it then. And was that now we're in an age where sequels are happening years later? Was yeah. that the first? Of a sequel that was like, like I don't know, people forgot about twenty years later. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it felt really special. I mean, I remember it kind of came out and no one was even talking about the hustler. Yeah, it was like you didn't need to see the hustler to see Color of Money. Sure helps, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's not called the hustler two. It's not called yeah. Color of Money hustler part two. Yeah, I guess maybe it did feel special. It did feel unique in that way. And it's not about a superhero, but Paul Newman's better than any superhero. Yeah, I think going. Because, uh, uh, like, uh, I mean, a few years after that... John Turturro's in that, too, right? And Forrest Whitaker. Oh, my God. Oh. Forrest Whitaker's so good! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saw Guerrera. Yeah. Saw Guerrera. Budelic. Where was Tom Cruise Budelic. when that happened? Was that post Top Gun and yeah. everything? Yeah. yeah. He, uh... He, it, it's like he's... He's... he's He's fine in the movie. Everyone's fine in the movie. But Paul Nimitz is so freaking good. Yeah. He brings everyone up. Oh, yeah. And I just yeah. love the way he shoots it. I love the way he shoots, um... The pool walls and yeah, the pool yeah, halls, yeah. and I just love the mise en scène behind the film. Oh, fancy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Paul. But the color money is. Mm, is Scorsese? Fine. I keep on. I mean, for years. This could be. I wonder if this is his last theatrical film. Silence, because his next film's Netflix. I think. What is it? Oh, I no. I, well, he seems to be have so much in the go. Like he wants to do the Rat Pack movie. Right? He wants to do... He, I think there might be more than one Rat movie he wants to do. I keep hearing, like, tons of rumors about what he wants to do. And that'll yeah. finally be with De Niro, right? The yes, Rat De Niro's coming back. Well, well no, De Niro's in the next one. The Apparently, right. The Irishman. And that's when he's de-aged? Is that the one where they de-aged oh, no. him? Really? Yeah, but they've done that. He, he already did that in a movie. De-aged him? Yeah, De Niro. De Niro? De-aged, Joy. De-aged De Niro. Oh, yeah. right, Joy. Yeah. That wasn't such a bad movie. I like that yeah, movie. Yeah, I did too. I wasn't expecting to like it, but I did. Yeah. Yes, apparently they're de-aging him. Weird. They give him the, the old uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, if he can come back. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. So. Yes. Uh, you were at the Academy Awards. Yes. Uh, All the... And I was venting. I was so upset that uh, Rogue One got stolen its Oscars. Who won? It 
uh, for best sound editing. Well, Jungle Book won best visual effects. Okay, yeah. For some stupid reason. Yeah. And best Hacksaw sound. Ridge or something. Oh yeah, I think yeah. it was Hacksaw Ridge. And, yeah. and I feel for like sound. Rogue One was gonna be robbed because yeah. Star Wars never wins an Oscar anymore because Lucas, you know, hired so many non-union right. uh, crew members back in the day that everyone in the academy is still pissed off about that. So I was so enraged. I told I told the audience that if. If Star Wars doesn't win an Oscar, then I will fire Andrew. <laughs> right. And no yes. one cared. <laughs> and at first, no one cared, but then I think people said. Then there was an uprising. <laughs> it turns out, watching the Star Wars show on Wednesday, Rogue One didn't win an Oscar, so I had no right to fire you. They it won an Oscar. If all the the, the, the people behind the uh, post production yeah. who put together the uh, the programming that brought Grand Moff oh, in the okay. screen. And Carrie uh, Fisher, yeah. in that same ceremony where Jackie Chan got his Oscar they in November, a, yeah, they got it for for the work the leading up to. Yeah, well, it's not the agent. Just well, yeah, I guess, but that that software, whatever they used, yeah. to, to bring those actors back in the movie. Uh, yeah, so those the the two individuals behind that got Oscars. So Rogue One did get its Oscar, but not on not television. On, yeah. yeah, not for everyone to see on YouTube. Everyone saw you got fired for no good reason, <laughs> yeah. but no one saw. The Star Wars show had those two people on. It was, it was, a, good, it was a good show. And then I saw an interview, too. With, we're showing Rogue One now. Right. We got our last screenings tomorrow. They had a, a, an interview with the young actress who plays Princess Leia in the movie. Okay. Who's not in the movie, but she stood on set and played her. Yeah. Right. Just to be removed later by these people who won an Oscar. She's, she's the female David Prowse. Yes. Yes, <laughs> definitely. She was, she was a good interview with her and... And how she had, for a year and a half, had to keep that secret from everyone. That, that award ceremony was hosted by Leslie Mann and the actor who plays Sulu, I think. They, they, they showed, like, the, the technical awards or whatever. Mm-hmm. That looked like more of a fun show than the actual Oscar Probably. show. They looked like good hosts. They were yeah. funny. People the were Oscars laughing. Oscars was really boring this year until, until the La La Land won Best yeah. Picture. It, it's, today, <laughs> somebody it. made the millionth joke on social media towards us about... Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, oh, you're showing Moonlight tonight. Are you sure it's not La La Land? And I kind of, you know, held my tongue so I didn't seem like I was too angry at this, but it was like, <laughs> I said something like, you're the millionth person to do this. Congratulations. Because it's just... Well, there's a hundred people in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> who, who obviously uh, they know, didn't see yeah. the Joker. I figured we were showing Moonlight. Yeah, La La Land starts Saturday. Have you seen it yet? No, I saw the trailer in, uh, this week for the first time because I avoid trailers and watch all my movies here almost yeah. on, but I'm looking forward to it I think, I'll, I think I'll really like I it I love yeah. it I didn't think I would like it I didn't yeah. like the trailers I didn't like some of the casting I didn't like any of the posters I thought it looked like oh not, not another tribute to the American musical which they right. always get wrong uh, and then I'm like oh it's I realized oh it's from the director Whiplash which I love Whiplash was so good yeah Whiplash, I, I saw Whiplash here was that a year ago or two years ago that was last year last year it felt like last year or a year well, couple years ago yeah. right and it was it was like the most stressed out I've ever been watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like more than any horror film or any like really heavy documentary. I just remember sitting there and when when the kid was getting yelled at and when yeah. chairs were flying and and there's like a couple moments in the film where you think like oh he's dead in a car crash or oh this and it was just so well done mm-hmm. and I'm not really what, where did the filmmaker come from? What was his film before that? America. See, I didn't see yeah. that. No, no, he's from America. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think Whiplash is his first feature. I think film. so. Yeah. yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. And and so he's only like twenty six. Yeah, something. he's a little bastard. <laughs> he's a boy. He's barely his balls yeah, dropped yeah. Just, just before the Oscars. Yeah. Oh, Whiplash was good. So yeah, I'm sure. And I like that. I always like a filmmaker or actor or writer who's diverse. 
yeah. this is clearly not just another whiplash. It's, right. it's very, you know, this is a nice romantic musical where whiplash was this crazy, stressful... Yeah, it's not Michael Bay's thir- fifth Transformers oh, yeah. movie. I was just listening to a different podcast where they were talking about how they, you know, back when Transformers 1 came out even, can you imagine the world, like... How has he done five of these? And and he, most directors kind of leave, you know. Well, like, I'm actually going to say I'm glad he, I'm glad he, he's making them because yeah. at least he's not trying to win Oscars anymore. He's, With Pearl yeah. Harbor, he tried to win an Oscar, and um, go back to Transformers because no one will see them or no one I saw, like mine will see it. <laughs> I remember I saw Pearl Harbor here years before we were the Mayfair, whatever year that was, and the year uh, that Team America came out. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember. Not trying to be like a hipster douchebag cineast, but just like actually laughing, like yeah. actually laughing at the dialogue, actually laughing at the characters, and just it was I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, a friend of mine, I guess, I, what? Yeah, what year did? What do you, I don't know. They were my really? friend. Fifteen years ago, 15, a friend. A yeah. friend. They were working on probably Attack of the Clones around the same time. A friend of mine knew people at ILM. We were doing okay, the special yeah. effects for Pearl Harbor. Right. It was between maybe Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, or between the Phantom Menace and Attack yeah. of the Clones. And he was telling me that before it came out that all his friends at ILM were, were working on this CGI were, were saying collectively that they were all making the best special effects for the worst movie. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, those shots where the, you know, the, the bombs come out of the plane yeah. and the camera gets right behind the propeller. Yeah. They're really nice. All that stuff that Michael Bay had nothing to do yes, with. Yes, yes, yes. All the second unit stuff. Yeah. Yeah, where he said, go go make that, and a bunch of people went and made it. And, and, and slit their wrists or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, having, yeah, having Took seen... Took their names off it. Rogue One this week, got to go see Rogue One. It looked so good here. Seeing it a second... So, when I saw it the first time, where I, where I went to the our horrible competition and saw it, I was so out of the loop, I didn't know Grand Moff Tarkin was going to show up. Right. So, when he showed up on screen... I, I actually was, like, taken aback. I was like, yeah. what's going on? So knowing it was coming this time, I found it much less distracting. Yeah. And so I, like, I, I didn't notice, like, before I was, like, looking really hard. So you liked it more the second time you saw it. I did, yeah. yeah. And, and and the movie I liked just fine again. And I like that they're not, like, there's always this concern, like, oh, it's going to replace actors. But clearly with, like, you know, the Andy Circus monkey stuff and with yeah. this, it's a real merge. It's a real... Using a voice actor, using a yeah. guy on stage, you know. Yeah, I found I've, I, I, it, it looks stellar at the Mayfair. Yes, you know, I've, I've seen it every form, and I've seen 3D, I've seen it in the IMAX, and I've seen it in 2D. Yeah, at chain cinemas, but seeing it in 2D here, we have we hire projections to run our machines. Yes, where Cineplex. They're, they don't have eyes on the on the on the yeah. lens, so even like you know your bulb is either too dark. Or they're projecting a movie with two D three D lenses when they're trying to when they're trying to show a two D movie. Here, the color the color temperature was just perfect. Yeah, spot on. And Rogue One never looked better. I've seen it. That was the eighth time I've seen the movie. <laughs> that never looked better than anywhere I've seen it in in, in Ottawa. And Grand Moff Tarkin, particularly, mm. you know, you know, you, if you watch the behind the scenes footage of Lucasfilm them when they do the color the color timing for their movies, they do it on a big screen in the cinema. Right. You know, they have a little cinema, they have a cinema at ILM, and that's where they're working on the movie. That's where they, they're, they're, they look at the special effects on a big screen. So it does look particularly good on the big screen in 2D with the color timing, just perfect. You know, where the bulb's not too bright, it's not too dark, it's just spot on. And yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin's character, 
he he looked really great here. Yeah. I thought. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes you know if it's too bright, maybe you can notice. Maybe I noticed in the movie he blinks more than Ben Mendelsohn. They have ah. a scene together, and you know, and it's sometimes when he, when Grandma Darkin's character blinks, I'm like, oh, I can notice it's maybe a little. It's not yeah. human. Right. But then I they cut That's to when they, Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Menace is not blinking at all. He's just talking to him. I'm like, why did he have to blink at all? Why can't he just copy Ben Mendelsohn not blinking? Uh, uh, you know, maybe they tried to put too much into it at times. I, I, I find when they uh, when the face moves, you notice. But when it's like still when it, and when it's... Right. That, that first time you see in the back of his head and his face is yeah. in the window, it's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, at least they're trying something new and, and uh, it doesn't take away from the movie. The movie is, is, is super. The sound design you know we sat near the front of the theater yeah. and it sounded so good it's the first time i noticed the noticed the wilhelms oh right yeah uh, and the, the, because i saw matthew wood who does all the sound engineering for all the prequels and force awakens and this i saw him finally he talked yeah i put two wilhelms in there and i said to myself what <laughs> i've never heard them we've seen it seven times i've never heard the wilhelms and i finally heard both of them today yeah so there's always a new like i was explaining to someone just the other day why why do you, why do you see it so many times in the theater because the sound engineering is so so, so extravagant and, yeah. and, and and the visuals, it's there's so much to look at. There's, so, oh, and, there's a few things that Max pointed out today that I missed that I had to come back tomorrow to see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just from like from a nerd point of view, I know there's tons of Easter eggs. I, I haven't even gone yeah. online and like looked up the Easter eggs, so I know there's yeah. like, a ton of stuff that I haven't. Well, Max seen. Is, Max thinks there's a mistake in the movie. Oh yeah, and I doubt it. But I told him it can't be because it's a visual effect. Why wouldn't they just change that? He said, "No, Daddy, I've seen it twice now over the time. Many times we've seen." It. So the ghost from Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, is in okay. This. Yeah, the ghost yeah. appears flying with the Rebel Alliance when they're over the gate. Yeah, the Scarif Gate, and uh, when they cut when it comes out of light speed, apparently the very next shot you can see the ghost. So it comes out of oh. light speed even though it's already there. Max thinks that's a big fly. I've never noticed. But I'm gonna try to look for it <laughs> again tomorrow. I guess and then I'll just have to wait for the Blu-ray and, and pause it to see if it's true. You, you know, I heard this funny story about Scarif. Uh, it's fun. We can talk about Star Wars because we're showing it now. Yeah. Uh, that Gareth Edwards had to come up with a... You know, there were so many new planets in this movie. He had to come up with a, a name for the planet of Scarif. He didn't have it yet. And he went to a uh, Starbucks. And they, and they <laughs> said... And they said and he ordered his coffee. And they said, and they said, what's your what name? And he's like, Gareth. <laughs> and they wrote Scarif. Yeah. And they gave him his coffee back, and he's Scarif, and he went to ILM, and it's like, it's Scarif. And so he, now that's legend. Now that's, that's for funny. the rest of the time. You know, I wonder, I wonder, I'd love to find the guy who works at that yeah, yeah. Starbucks and tell him how influential he's become in the Star Wars universe. Well, it's interesting now, because like any kind of shared universe franchise, now it's, it's people who grew up with it are now writing it. And that, yes. that has happened on, like, you know, everything, Simpsons, comic books, whatever. Right. So there's a podcast I listen to that, that isn't around anymore called Thrilling Adventure Hour, and it's like a fake radio show where it's like actors doing, um, like, it's all humorous, but it's like a, a ghost show and a detective right. show and a space show. And a lot of people you would know, like Nathan Fillion and John Hamm are in it and stuff like that. So those two guys, their name, crazy coincidence, their neighbors are Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, coincidentally. And they were the writers of this, and now they've, they've stopped that, and they're, they're getting gigs writing books. So they got offered to write a young adult series set in the new new timeline. Of Star Wars? Of Star Wars. Oh, really? And they said, they're, they're, the Disney, their agent came to them, and they're on the phone, and they, uh, and they said, do we have to hang up now and pretend to talk about it and get back to you, or can we just say, yes, we're taking the gig? <laughs> and so it's about a bunch of young rebels 
I think around Princess Leia and and Poe during Force Awakens. Right. So they're on a podcast I was listening to, and they're just talking about putting their friends in all the things. So there's like a a Mos Eisley type place, oh. and they named it Moss so and so. Right. There's a new ship. There's a new alien, and so like. A dozen of their friends get name dropped in a certain way, and they're like, "It's the best thing we could do. It's like better than the paycheck or better than the the, the, the gig is putting, putting putting their friends in." Yes, and it's it's my my big my friend drew a Star Wars comic for Episode Two. So when he got the gig, I was like, I never ask you for these favors, but you have to draw me into a Star Wars comic. And he's like, I don't have the script yet. I don't know if it's a bunch of Ewoks or a bunch yeah. of droids. I'm like, I don't care. Put me in it. So he got the script, and it ends up it was a Jango Fett comic. And he phones me up and he's like, do you want to be the first person killed by Jango Fett? And I was like, yes, I do. So I'm in this comic and it's just... Really? Yeah. That can be never, that's the first thing you should have told me. I don't when know. When I met you. <laughs> Hold on, Lee. Stop talking about stop the talking for a second. <laughs> I'm in a Star Wars comic. And he, it's, there's a, a long shot and it's just like a guy in kind of like a Return of the Jedi helmet. And then me getting hit with a, a dart in my neck and then me dead on the ground. But now I'm out of cannon. I'm not in the movie oh, yes, anymore. Threw, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I told him, like, you got to get another gig so you can drive back in. But yeah, there was it's it's uh, anything like that, any comic book series, where it's just uh, nothing but I'm sure fans and friends and right. that kind of thing. Yeah, J.J. Abrams' friend has a big part in Force Awakens. Greg Grunberg, who's in every J.J. Yeah. TV show and movie, yeah. and, and it's funny now because now I'm reading the Poe comic book and he's in the comic and it like looks like him. So I'm like. That must be cool if you're a Star Wars nerd. Besides for getting paid to be in one of the movies, now you're like, I'm in the comic book. Like my face is in it all the time. I, I recently read, I read just today that the guy who wrote Rogue One, he he's been commissioned now to do the, the next the next few of the okay. standalone movies. Yeah, and that uh, they've had a meeting with at ILM, and they said after the Young Han Solo movie, Uh-oh. after the Young Uh-oh. Han Solo movie, after you know, you know, how do you turn off the Reagan? <laughs> Um, we have a call coming in. After the next Young Han Solo movie, it's basically, it's, it's, there's not going to be Danny doing much of that fan service anymore. It's all going to be new characters. That'd be new great. planets. And it's going to be set in that universe, but it's not going to be young Boba Fett or young Jen. You know, it's all going to be yeah. new stuff. Because it's been so... And it, it's, again, the same complaint in, in comic books, television, of, you know, remember when Indiana Jones was a brand new character. Mm-hmm. And... Blade Runner was a brand new concept, and Ghostbusters was a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. And it seems now we're still—I think we're still getting a lot of good movies, but just off the top of my head, I can't think of what the last truly original yeah. franchise was. Yeah. It was probably back then, right? Like there was something. There was something. Because even go back to the well, '90s, and it's yeah, like and Mission that, Impossible. Well, but and, those the few movies that come out that are new and fresh, no one goes to see. Like yeah, Midnight yeah. Special. I thought was really great. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was another one a lot around. Midnight Special, I'm like I like that. Like, what's the what was the last Brad Bird film that no one wanted to see? Oh, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Although that's based on Disney World. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was another one though. I thought uh, you know even Kingsman is kind oh. of a James Bond. Kingsman was really good. Yeah, it's great. You know what they are I mean? doing it. There is a sequel. Ev- everything yeah. that Taika Waititi has done. So so uh, uh, Wilder People. Yes. And what we do in the shadows. Those are original yeah. characters, anyhow. Yeah. But it's, 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 I wonder when's, because even now, like, even if you're saying it's original Star Wars characters, mm-hmm. that's cool, but it's still Star Wars, and it's still under that umbrella. 
I wonder if we'll ever get like a, a, a new, like an Indiana Jones or a James Bond. You know like they a, want to remake. They want to reboot the Matrix movies. Yeah, like yeah. shouldn't be a shelf life. Yeah, shouldn't like Donald Trump put a law in place <laughs> saying that you can't reboot the fran- the franchise until it's fifty years old or something? But it's Let like, a whole generation go by. Like, wait till that generation to be dead before yeah. rebooting anything. I think the problem is, is that as much as we all complain about reboots, they keep making money. Yeah. So like I I did people not people like to see them. Yeah, like I did not like the Amazing Spider-Man movies, those two, but they made money. And this new one, people are some people complain like, oh, it's another Spider-Man. Yeah. I I'm looking forward to that one. So it, and it's the horrible Transformers movies. They keep making a billion dollars, so of course mm-hmm. the powers that be are gonna be like, here you go, go make another one. Mm-hmm. And they're not supposed to be good. They're supposed to be just like mediocre enough so that people leave the theater and go, oh, that was pretty good. So those Trump supporters, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> if it's if it for it to be really for these movies to be excellent, they have to try a little harder. Yeah, I guess it is. It's like fast food, right? And it's risk it being bad. It's McDonald's, yeah, where it's like you could for you just eat it and forget about it. Yeah, because and and when someone tries really hard, and these movies don't have shelf life because they keep no. they they just keep you know yeah like Amazing Spider Man. No one's gonna remember that because yeah. there's gonna be fifteen other well, Amazing Spider Man. The girl from La La Land's in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like her boots. In movie. Her boots and her booty. Her boots. <laughs> her boots and her booty. Her her, her uh, knee boots or whatever. Yes. Like whatever. I remember, I remember how much you saw it like three times on the first day it came out. <laughs> <laughs> one one franchise that I just read about again because they said James Cameron came out and said like, nope, still working on it. Maybe twenty eighteen. So not only is James Cameron doing a sequel to Avatar, but he keeps bragging about how he's doing two, three, four, five. Two, three, four, five, six. Oh my god! There's and five sequels, and they keep getting delayed. And, I, and he I, has lots of scuba diving to do. <laughs> and it's like, and I don't mean this question snarkily, but is there someone out there who loves Avatar? Like, like I, you know, I really, I, I really like that movie, but I don't need sequels. Right, right. And no. I, I also think to myself, does anyone care anymore? Like, is there anybody under the age of twenty who's like dying for an Avatar two? Yeah, who has like an Avatar poster on the wall? It doesn't matter. It, people will go and see it. Yeah, it's it, true. It well, the hook for the hook for the sequel is good because apparently it's going to be the first 3D movie without glasses. Right. And if, he, if James Cameron can pull that off, yeah, he's going to change the movie going again. If it, yeah, so that hook works. But, but when was Avatar one? Two thousand and God, when was it? Nine. It was here. Yeah, I, I know we were nine. We were Mayfair when it came so. out. So it's going to be ten years between a James Cameron nine or ten years between a James yeah. Cameron directorial movie. And then there'll be four more of them. And I'm just like, don't you want to do something else? Don't you? Like, isn't there something else you'd rather do than all these? I, yeah, I want to see it. I just, I don't know if anyone cares or if it'll be yeah. a hit. Uh, it will be a hit if it's a non-2D, if it's a 3D movie without the glasses. Um, but yeah. Like, even like every, you. Everyone, everyone I know hates that movie. You walk into a comic Pretend store to. and there's. There's Star Trek comics and Planet of the Apes comics yeah. and Ninja Turtle comics, so yeah. old franchises that are still around. And statues and toys. Sta- yeah. There's no Avatar. There's no Avatar stuff. <laughs> I've never. I haven't seen anyone in, a, in an Avatar seen, shirt. Have you seen the previews of the new Animal Kingdom Land Avatar Land? No, I saw like a poster. I it think it looks so dumb. <sighs> it looks like ET's forest. 
but bigger. Remember how lame ET Sports is when you're lining up? So you're on a bike? Is, is he the same thing? It's a bicycle, but instead yeah. you're, you're biking over a bunch of blue cat people? Like, there's a video online, a YouTube video of James Cameron and Whoopi Goldberg on a boat ride going what? to the Avatar land. They're about to open it any day now. Yeah. And James Cameron's showing her around the floating rocks. And, and then Ted Danson shows up in front of Avatar! <laughs> oh, Ted Danson. That would be excellent. Yeah, like even the land. I'm not going to Florida for that. No, I'm going to Florida for Star Wars land. Did you see the ADATs they're building? Yeah. There's all these pictures online. Someone oh my God. is standing on a hill, and they're building these two life-size ADATs in a building. So they have to build them first, and then build the building around it. So they're, they've got the skeletons up now for them? I'm not coming back. I'm going to go <laughs> and like go like Apocalypse Now style and just go put on some Jedi robes and hang out there all the time. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, so silence is good. Silence. <laughs> In conclusion, La La Land is great. I love that. I can't. I'm gonna come again Saturday night. Taking my wife hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, and my daughter and I have seen it already. We're gonna see it again. My son has no interest. He's like he's he, yeah. He wants to stay home and play video games. Like Max, I'll buy you some Lego. <laughs> and and I'm looking forward this week to see uh, Split. Because I'm, oh, ready, yeah, me too. I'm ready to forgive. I just want to be like, okay, no. M. Knight, show me. Every I've seen time, it, but I can't talk about it. I know. Every no. time I go to a bar, yeah. people want to talk. There's at least a half a dozen people come up to me and say, have you seen Split yet? Because they're waiting for to talk to me about yeah. it. Yeah. And so Monday night I'll see it. I remember going to see, you know, I, I think he peaked too early. Because like, Sixth Sense was his first, I think he did some little independent stuff before that. But he did like a, a little Disney movie, I think. And, then, and he wrote a couple things. Yeah. But he did Sixth Sense, and it made a ton of money and got a bunch of Oscar nominations. Yeah. Everybody was madly in love with it. Then we like learned his trick too early, because then we were just waiting for it. Well, it, he started ripping himself off, I think. Yeah, and I remember people were like, here's the new Spielberg. Like, people like, were oh, freaking every, out. Yeah, I had yeah. to do a gimmick every, or a twist ending. And I, I remember seeing... I like the happening a lot. I mean, I don't like it because it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, I like it the way I like a Neil Breen movie. Or... Yeah. It's, it's so... I was. I remember watching it. I see, saw the trailer, and I leaned over to my friend and I'm like, "If this stupid movie is about the trees whispering to us," <laughs> and then it was. It was the evil trees. Was that what the happening was? The happening was yeah. Like I have to watch it again. I, have, I bought the Blu-ray and I, I have not watched it. Since. And Marky Mark says something's happening eight thousand yeah. times. Something's happening, guys. Something's happening. Hey guys. <laughs> Over again. Uh, but speaking of Neil Breen, yes. which always makes me think of Tommy Wiseau because they're in the same kind of kind of. Genre. Yes. yes. Uh, an interesting twist seems to be that a while ago it seemed that Tommy was really, I I don't like the James Franco thing. Uh, I'm going to blacklist people, whatever. Yeah. And now there's a photo and he's like arm in arm with everybody, and yeah. he's sending nice nice tweets to Mark saying good job writing the script and everything. So that seems to be a turn in the right direction to us being able to get to show this movie eventually. Like, Oh, yeah, we're going to show it. Well, it looks like, I think Warner Brothers picked it up. Yeah, I mean, to show it and not burn any bridges with Tommy. It seems, oh, yeah. It seems that Tommy's, oh, yeah. uh, right. Tommy's been won over by the power of the That's right. The Francos. And um, Neil Breen yes. is, is interested in coming to the Mayfair in June. Oh, actually coming? Yeah. Oh. It's going to cost us a lot of money, and we right. probably won't make the money back. Yeah. Because I don't think there's a lot of Neil Breen fans in Ottawa. And I, it's but June, I hope I'm wrong. Is... It's June. It's kind of a shitty time of year yeah. for us yeah. to be spending money on because the university students are gone. Yeah. But I think I, I think we should kind of risk it. Is he is he rolling through? Is he yeah, like... he'd, he'd be coming to Montreal and then Ottawa. Right. And he would 
you know, come show a movie and speak. Yeah. He's he's raising money for his new movie right now. He's got a script for his new movie. What's it called? It's got a one word title. I gave twenty dollars to him today. I don't know on the Kickstarter. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever done anything like that. Yeah, but uh, he, he wished me a happy birthday on my birthday. So ah. <laughs> he got me twenty dollars. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he yeah they were, we're considering it. So if you're listening to the show, and this you like podcast, Neil Breen, and you like yeah. Neil Breen, and you comment on it, it, that'll be one step closer to us maybe confirming this. Yeah. So we, we can we if can no one. Comments? We just won't bring them. No, this is a test. This is a test. Yeah, yeah we'll fire Andrew. So if no one comments, <laughs> Neil Brin's not going to come, and we'll fire Andrew. Can can <laughs> we can we um, tip this on on our social medias as well? Just that we're, we're maybe Neil might come. Well, let's see how let's see how we'll the comments. Like test, see, yeah, because people might might not even be listening this far in the show. Yeah, they're gone already. <laughs> <laughs> All the Michael Bay fans will be like, oh, they're trashing Michael Bay again. Yes, yes. we trashed the multiplexes. I trashed Logan. Trash, trash, <laughs> yeah, trash Michael Bay. Yeah, people like it when people come to visit, but often it doesn't pack the place. I would love if we lived in a world where yes. Uncle Lloyd could come once a month. Right, but. We can't. You know? Know. I've like, seen him at the Bytown. I've seen him here to yeah. slender crowds on both sides of the, yeah. r- the canal. And yeah, it, it des- Lloyd deserves better. Oh, yeah. You know, he's in the Avengers and he's in Avengers 2. No, not Avengers. No, Guardians, Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. Galaxy. I get all that shit confused. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's in Guardians of the Galaxy and people should know him as a household name. He's he, I, Maybe Stan Lee needs to die before he becomes. Oh, don't say that. You're going to jinx it. You're gonna kill Stan. What did I just see Lloyd in? I saw Lloyd in something else recently. He always pops up. He's in so many yeah. little cameos. Yeah. It was some some other horror movie. New or new? Yeah, some really? newish horror bad horror movie I was watching, and he popped up in it. Hmm. But I can't remember what it was, but he's in like a yeah, million of them. Yeah, yeah. And I know, like, some people were asking about if his his new uh, what do you call it? New Newcomb High movies out. And, oh, part two. And everyone, anytime that happens, we get half a dozen you know trauma nerds saying, "You guys gonna screen it?" And it's always kind of the same answer. Where we showed part one, Lloyd was here. And Lloyd was, was here, yeah. It was Slim Pickens in the audience. Yeah. Slim Pickens was in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive? The ghost of Slim Pickens? <laughs> Lloyd visited and, and I got one of my prized possessions, one of the uh, the, the animation cells from, mm-hmm. from Toxic Avengers. Oh, yeah. We'd love to screen it, but it, I think most people understand the, the harsh reality of trying to pay the bills. We'll make more showing La La Land yeah. and getting yeah. our friend Lloyd to come and visit. Or Neil Breen. Neil Breen. Or bringing Mishima up from Toronto. Print. <laughs> There's a 35mm print of Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters. A Paul Schrader film right. playing a TIFF in April. Okay. And I love the show. It's one of my favorite films yeah. of all time. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying talking to Criterion, who owns the print. Actually, the print belongs to UCLA. And TIFF is bringing it up April 7th. And I was hoping to bring it through Ottawa and then send it back. But now they won't have it. It has to play. It's playing in the United States right after TIFF. So... Do I have to drive to Toronto? I'd like. Yeah. I'd love to see it. It's like April third or something. I also know that no, probably no one would come see Mishima. Uh, so is that the one that George Lucas and Coppola like exactly yes. produced? Yeah, and I think uh, Saturday Night Cinema. So we, we're still secret. Mm, we can't give too much. But all, we can say it's official now. Our projectionist Marcus is a father, so that's out of the way. Yeah. So we're showing a thirty-five millimeter print. From a master filmmaker who considers this film his best film, it's never been screened publicly. It's never been released on home video in this in the way we're showing it. it it's, this will be the greatest Saturday Night Cinema ever. I and like think. when you're saying that, you you mean that Marcus opened up the box yeah. and was like, "Holy crap, this he, has never been screened." Yeah. Like this is a he broke the seals on the, on the print. Yeah, the, no, no cuts in it, no trailers attached. Not a new movie. 
Yeah, that's incredible. And, and this print, this version of the movie, will never be released on home video. It will never be released on DVD or Blu-ray. On demand. This is the yeah. only time they so ever see it. So come see yeah. Saturday Night Cinema. What was it? We screened, what was it called? Megaforce? On 35, back in yeah. the day. And it seems similar where it, it was the best print I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was like... It was like, you, were like it, on, you were in the desert. Yeah. With like, the Megaforce. Like, the colors, the there was no scratches, the sound, and it was like they made it, and then went, oh, no, we're not going to screen this. Put it in a vault. And then we were the first people in 25 yeah, years to screen yeah. it. It was crazy how good it was. Yeah. And I commented on now it to that, our projectionist, and it was like, that wasn't just me, right? They're like, no, that was incredible. Because <laughs> you watch any... I remember watching, like, a Harry Potter movie here back in the day six or seven years ago and it was all scratched up already because it played at the multiplex yeah. 8,000 times mm. but yeah every once in a while you'll stumble on either a real classic or like a cult movie that just didn't get a lot of play and if you can get a hold of a print no one I mean we must have been going out of business that week <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 there was no right for us to show it it was one of the biggest bombs of the 80s and it wasn't did really, I, now I think it has a bit of a cult status but yeah. then it didn't no. there was no DVD no Blu-ray there was yeah, it was just, the, you know, the best thing about it was were, some people who read comics would remember on the back page. That That's what I remember. Is. That's what I remember. But, um, yeah. And now that print is destroyed. Gone. Shortly after we showed it, uh. they sent back to uh, 20th Century Fox. Yeah. And then they destroyed all their prints and yeah. us because digital came along. Monsters. Because of Avatar and Titanic. No, actually, the, the movie to blame, the first major feature-length film released digitally was Attack of the Clones. Right. And I remember driving to Toronto to go see it. Yeah. Like, digital, I want to see what this is like. Wow, it sounds crazy and new. Yeah. And now I drive to Toronto to go see Mishima. Yeah. Considering that, and when I used to drive, I did that once, I don't think I'll ever drive to Toronto to see anything digitally again. Unless, you know, Jackie Chan or Neil Breen's there. Yeah. <laughs> Together. <laughs> Together. Together. <laughs> the new Neil Breen, Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> well, if Donnie Yen is in Rogue One, anything can happen. Oh. Man, Donnie Yen in Rogue One... Yeah, he's so amazing. He's probably the yeah, he's probably the best thing about that movie, and I love that movie. But like that scene where he fights the stormtroopers, I'd see there's a toss up between that or Vader scene at the end, which are my favorite scenes. Well, he walked out, and it, I just get giddy. I'm like, Donnie, yeah. it's about to fight some stormtroopers. I like all his lines, all the little lines he yeah. has, and and you know, even when he's not speaking, he's, he's he, I can't take my eyes off him. He's like really good at it. They gave him a lot of meat. They yeah. just put in. Uh, Chinaman in this movie to make movie <laughs> to make money in China. Yeah. It gave him a great freaking role. Oh, yeah. And Bayes too. The actor who plays Bayes Mulvis. He's really good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but Donnie has uh, the spiritual moments. They're, they're my favorite gay couple in cinema. They were so <laughs> good. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Moonlight. <laughs> it's Rogue One. The uh, so before we wrap up, no oh, one has sex in Star Wars. By the way, I don't even want no. to think about it. no it was, magic. Oh, I guess someone had sex to have. There was babies. They had yeah, Ben Solo. Yeah. So there must have been. And Luke and Leia. And Luke and Leia. Yeah. She was pregnant. Natalie Portman. Yeah, but who's not going to have sex with Natalie yeah. Portman? The, uh, before Sorry. we wrap up, again this week, I'll say this and, and we'll all be on the same page if this is insane, but this happened like three or four times now where I'll go on Twitter, I'm going through and people are saying nice things. Somebody, there's this trend and only three or four times, most of our customers are awesome, of taking a picture of the screen and then going... Oh. Went to see this movie, blah, blah, blah. And so I'll private message the person and be, thanks for joining us, but you're not allowed to take pictures of the screen. Please take that down. And for future reference, 
turn your phone off before the movie starts. Yeah. And I've never had an argument so far. Like, it's happened four times, and four yeah. times it was a very Canadian interaction of, like, oh, I'm so sorry, yeah. I didn't think about it. But I don't understand how grown-ups think that's cool to take a picture of a screen and then go, yep, yeah, no problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> the chance of, like, Disney seeing that and then saying, what are you guys doing? What are you running over there? But it's just... It's, You're not allowed to, it, it was it's during, just so distracting for anyone to have anything on like the phone. They, they, Apple was working on an app for their phones where yeah. you can text during movies, so you yeah, wouldn't no, distract no, no. anyone. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I, I I was coming. You know what distracts me is people's lack of uh, um, um, what, what is it when you can't you can't pay attention anymore. You have uh, depth, what is the word? I don't know. Kids today have no attention span. Attention yeah. spans. Uh, yes. Right. So. Uh, that's distracting for me. Like if I'm just if I'm at home watching a movie in my basement, yeah. and my daughter is looking at the floor, yeah, <laughs> I lose my mind. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, I've seen this one before. Go away! I can watch anything I want. Yeah, I, 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 I do like engagement with everyone around me. I just want everyone to be, yeah. you know, watching. Well, and I guess that kind of makes me sound like a socialist. Well, we we were watching <laughs> Hidden Figures, and I always sit kind of front row center balcony, and there was someone to the left of me on one of the couches. And, like, a grown-up. He was, like, 60. And he took out his phone. And so it was like, okay, I'll give you one. You were, like, yeah. turning out your phone. And so like, they did it again. And they did it a third time. So the third time I went over, and I was like, uh, sir, excuse me, you can't have your phone out during the movie. And he lied. He just said, I didn't have my phone out. And I said, I'm sitting behind you. I saw you do it three times. He goes, oh, well, I, I didn't. You didn't see it right. And I was like, <laughs> you didn't see it right. And he was, he was just digging this hole of lies instead of just saying, I'm sorry, I'll turn it off. And that drives me nuts. Yeah. When it's just like bold faced lying of like I'm not checking my phone. I get when I worked at the Bytown, I was usher. Yeah, a few times I had to tell people. I guess back in the day, was it cell phones? I don't know what I was telling people to be quiet about. Oh yeah, just being quiet. Don't chat. Don't yeah. smoke your cigarettes. Whatever yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. I, I was often called a socialist for <laughs> like more than like maybe That's more than hilarious. three times. <laughs> I haven't been called one there here yet. But often in the Mayfair, you never get those audience. Oh no, and and we're not just sucking up. It's like we we have a higher breed of movie yeah. patron here. Yeah. yeah, they're here to see movies. But it's like you were saying about the Oscars. How the Oscars brings in a bunch of strangers. Yeah. I think sometimes our, our more successful films bring in strangers. So yes. that person I scolded isn't the guy who's yeah. coming here twice a month and buying a membership. He, and he's excited to see Fast and the Furious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in that movie, go ahead, text all you want. I won't, yeah. I won't be there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll wrap it up. I, these, these two guys got to get back to work. I think I'm going to stick around and watch uh, Salesman. I haven't seen Salesman yet. Oh, good. You could find us online everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, our website, Go visit our friends at House of Targ. I think I might do that right now before the salesman and go play a couple rounds of Dig Dug. And uh, check out online for Audible. You can find the link and go get a free audiobook on our behalf. What? Lee's about to say something. No? Oh, no. I want... I want... I want... I like uh, audiobooks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I listened to the, I listened to one. I drove to Montreal twice in January and listened to one... And it was great. And I'm going thinking about driving to Toronto next week. Yeah. And I would like to have an audiobook. There you go. You can go on and get a free audiobook thanks to the Mayfair Theater. Wow. <laughs> Probably get a Star Wars one. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I want the uh, Aftermath stuff, the Aftermath trilogy. Yeah, you can get all that. Good. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> We're going to go uh, listen to audiobooks. <laughs> we lost everyone. They're gone. They're gone. <laughs>
a thoroughbred. You make him feel good, I teach him how to run. I'm not your daddy, I'm not your boyfriend, so don't be playing games with me. I'm your partner. I love this. Lost money. I got half of me that says I got a hold of the best thing that I ever seen, and half of me that says it just ain't worth it. Why don't you take a walk? Five hundred bucks says you choke right now. You used me. Yes, I did. I'm gonna leave. This is Fast Eddie Felson. Who the hell are you? Twenty-five years ago, I won my share of medals. But it was over for me before it really got started. Hungry again. See some heavy legend action. I want his best game. You want my game? You couldn't deal with my game, Jack. You're outmanned. I'm gonna beat him, you know. What makes you so sure? Touchstone Pictures presents. You smell what I smell? Smoke? Money. The color of money. 